The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Work it, make it, do it, makes us honor, better, faster, stronger. That, 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 that don't kill me, can only make me stronger. I need you to hurry up now, cause I can't wait much longer. I know I got to be right now, cause I can't get much stronger. Man, I've been waiting all night now, that's how long I've been on ya. Yeah, you know you hear that music, you know you got the right show. You're listening to Ray Allen Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters, and I just had a whole weekend of big boy ball. It is here to stay for a long time. The NFL has started this season, and I am happy. I am tired of seeing games that are being played that... For some people, they do matter an awful lot. We have to understand and be sympathetic of some young men that are playing preseason football, and that is their opportunity to make or not make an NFL team. And, and, and I just want to send a shout-out to all those young men who gave it their very best. Uh, there were some who made it and some who didn't. I appreciate the effort by all of those who tried. Uh, but that, you know, football... Uh, is not uh, who you are. It's just what you do for a short period of time of your life. So if you have to move on, move on, make that transition, get on with your life. If you want to continue to stay in shape and perhaps maybe somebody else will pick you up and give it another try, uh, then do that. But believe me, on the other side, being a fan is not that bad. And uh, football was very, very good to all of us. This past weekend, with the exception of those who played, uh, many of them, well, let's say some key players got beat up a little bit. And uh, and we're going to talk about that. I'd like to welcome you all, as I said, to Rail of Sports. And I'd like to welcome with me a, a friend of mine. And uh, whenever I want to get some wisdom, I know where to get it from, particularly in the world of sports. And I call back to Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and I speak to Henry Clay Henry, how you doing, man? I'm doing quite well. I agree with you. Uh, this was a great weekend. We did get to see some real football for a change. Yeah, and, and it's, uh, it, you know, it, it's, it's, it's the kind of thing that you wait so long for it to get here, and then you, you anticipate uh, the start of the season, and you, you hope that it's not a letdown because the precursor to, of course, uh, pro football season is the college football season always starts a week before, and, and they started the season off right. There were some damn good football games. I hate to say it, but the Ohio State University let me down again, Henry. They did. And, <laughs> you know, well, USC. that you college know that, no longer has football, and when they got rid of it, they were like 3 and 121 or something. Oh, wow. I guess that's a reason to get rid of football. If you if you have to have a reason, that is justifiable cause and uh, justifiable cause in getting rid of your football program. And, and I guess some people may want Columbus to get rid of theirs or get rid of the coach, uh, because we keep 
going up against these powerhouse teams of which we're supposed to be one of them. And, uh, you know, I went up against USC when I was in school as well, and they beat us 17-16 in the national championship game. I, uh, I, I you know, carry that uh, very close to my heart, uh, having two Heisman Trophy winners in the backfield uh, against us. Our opposers there was, of course, Charles White and uh, Marcus Allen. And, uh, and, and two Hall of Famers on the line of scrimmage there. Uh, you know, um, uh, well, let's say one for sure, Anthony Munoz. And uh, and then another Hall of Famer in the secondary there with Ronnie Lott. So, I mean, we, we went up against a, a damn good football team. But I don't think this USC team that Ohio State played the other night uh, had anywhere near the kind of talent that I, I was faced with uh, back in my day. But uh, still, USC, I got to tip my hat to them. I'll give them their props. Uh, they won the game, and their freshman quarterback looked better than our sophomore quarterback. And they've got a pretty pretty good head coach there. Yeah, you know, and Pete, uh, uh, who was my secondary coach there at the Ohio State University. Uh, and let me just mention something, if I could, before we start going into big boy ball, the, the NFL. When Pete Carroll, this is going to show you how things have changed. And it actually is, wow, this is my 30th anniversary of when we played USC in that Rose Bowl and Pete Carroll was my secondary coach. Pete taught us, I don't care how good the hit was, I don't care if the guy fumbled the ball or not. And this is the honest to goodness truth. Pete Carroll would slow that film down, he would run it back, and if he would say, he would say to me and to Todd Bell, Vince Gillings, and Mike Guess, if you didn't hit him in the face, Ah, it doesn't count. Pete wanted you to hit him in the face. And if you have a chance, you can go to my website out there, KerwinCompany.com, K-E-R-W-I-N, company spelled out, dot com. Go to the galleries. I finally got it right, Pete. It was a Hall of Famer, Tony Dorsett, but I got it right right there at Veterans Stadium. But that is the kind of man that Pete Carroll is when it comes to his coaching. Now, you know that is not acceptable in the league now in the NFL it's a fine it, I don't know if in college football if you hit a guy in the face is that a personal foul nowadays Henry are they calling 15 yeah. yard penalty sports my conduct for hitting them helmet to helmet yeah yeah you can't but when we played see we played on <clears throat> old fields down south uh, old grass fields and he basically I had the same thing you did if the guy didn't get up with a handful of mud in his mouth you caught it when you got to the side <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, let, let, let's talk about this. I saw something this past weekend that was reminiscent of when I played with the Philadelphia Eagles, and I saw Ron Jaworski score on a touchdown, and out of nowhere, a lineman comes and just puts a knee into his ribs. He's out. Joe Pasarkis has to come in. Joe P. comes in, takes over for Jaws, and, you know, we win a few games. But it was reminiscent of Jaws all over again. How the heck does this happen to Donovan, and, and how is he feeling today? Uh, he's hurting. Now, to answer your question, I agree with you uh, 100%. And this is my opinion, and I don't know who, <laughs> how much that's worth, but I think he should be fine because I think he could have stopped before he hit him in the back. There was no doubt in my mind. I mean, I, I was looking for, you know, for some reason or another, uh, the guys on the NFL Network, uh, ESPN, I mean, nobody's raising any sand about this. But if you're going to protect your quarterback, to me, that certainly was, you know, enough reason for those guys to go at least on the offense 
on behalf of Donovan and, you know, the unsportsman. Like, that should have been a personal file. I maybe even thrown, I don't want to say thrown out of the game, but certainly it should have been a personal file if it wasn't. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it was. Well, especially, <clears throat> especially when you're talking about a situation, let's face it, there are tiers of players in the National Football League. There's the top-tier players, there's the second-tier players on down. Donovan McNabb is one of the top-tier players in the National Football League. He is one of the most visible players in the National Football League. So for him to be hit the way he was hit, in the back, on the ground, I think the league should do something, maybe a fine, maybe a suspension, a combination of the two, to the young man that hit him. Hey, Henry, now you know you're going to get... Henry, you know from from a defensive player now, I, I want to play fair. But in terms of top tier and lower tier and all that, now you're, you're going to get some objection because we always feel that quarterbacks are, are, are they're football players and, and we need to treat them as such. And sometimes if you just touch a guy, you know, you push him down. Come on, pushing a guy down after he throws the ball and, and you can get a 15-yard penalty for unsportsmanlike conduct. Now, I believe that the fine should be levied if, again, if the crime was done, then, you know, the punishment should fit the crime. In this case, I think a 15-yard penalty. But, but putting them up there on that top tier, man, you got guys well, out there. That they, they, that. They, feel, they feel the same way, that they're, they're just as equally important to their team as a quarterback, although everybody thinks a quarterback is the most important. Uh, you know, there's some guys out there that are, you know, in the secondary, yeah, you know, no, nobody liked when, uh, when of course, Brett, you know, cut the guy down and uh, on a crackback block. Uh, so there's some other guys out there that they feel as if they're top tier as well, and, and they never get any special consideration. Okay, let me clarify that, okay? What you're talking about playing on the field, you're 100% correct about. But what he does in raising money for charities, not only here in your Phoenix area there, right, he is so visible off the field as he is on the field. That's the reason I'm putting him in, you know, an elite group. Yeah, you're right. You, I, I, I give, I will give you that. There are certain uh, individuals of which they are, they have a, a, a special relationship with the league to help them market the league. And and Donovan, I will say, is is one of those individuals that deservingly so. I mean, he's performed on the field that if you say, okay, well, I've got to pick some people based upon uh, the type of character of which they show as well as their performance on the field, uh, he would be one of those top, you know, three, four, five guys. There's no doubt in my mind. So, of course, I don't, I don't want to see him hurt, but I, I, don't, I don't want to see any one player get any more, you know, special consideration when it comes to, okay, his health is uh, more important than, no, than another player. But I, let's I was move, wrong. I, if I we can, came out wrong. I understand that. Let, let's move on, though, Henry. Um, we got I about three minutes before we go to break. Things. You were talking about it's the top of the show. You were talking about young men that fought hard to win jobs on team. Yeah, and I didn't make it. Some a lot of them didn't make it. This was their week week of which they were hoping to make. You know the rosters and and to play on on game day, and a lot of them didn't. And it was a heartbreaking. You know that's pretty tough for a young man whose whole life was hoping he's going to play in the NFL this weekend, and didn't get a chance to make the team. But I'm going to give you a couple of players on your former team. They fought their hearts out, undrafted free agents. Okay, one is a wide receiver out of uh, University of Washington State. This kid can play. His name is Brandon Gibson. And then the other young man, who is quite a story personally, he lost some members of his family to death, 
and he was in the building that got shut up down at the uh, at the Virginia Tech. This kid plays like you do with safety. His name is Macho Harris. Watch him when you see the Eagles on television. Well, you spoke to me the last time we talked about Macho. You're not saying Macho did not make the team, are you? No, he made the team. Oh, right. Okay, yeah. He crashed his squad, and he not only got himself into the game, he started. Well, I'll, I'll tell you what. I, I After you mentioned him, I did a little research, and uh, he has a reputation. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> uh, he, may, he may have a little bit of Wes Hopkins in his blood. I'm not sure about that. I, and, and Brian Dawkins and, and Dirty Waters. You know, I'm not sure about that yet. I, that's pretty high accolades to give him. But do you think he's of that? Uh-oh, I got music, Henry. I'm going to come back, and you let me know if he's of that pedigree. You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. We'll be right back after this break. to the pros we, we cover, cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports so andy serling packed his bags left the city and is enjoying his temporary digs in saratoga but that won't stop us from bringing you playing to win the best online handicapping show for serious horse players catch andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of august on location from the beautiful saratoga race course he and his guests are some of the best in the biz they bring you new insights to making money and they tell it like it is i'm three five one in this race but the three is very much the one to be we're going to completely disagree on this race i absolutely disagree Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter, formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams. Kwame's got the experience, so he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time. Get ready for unpredictable fun and sometimes a sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports.
Welcome back to Listen to Real Sports on the Voice America Network. Of course, I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. I got Henry Clay on the phone with me. Of course, Henry is uh, well known for covering sports in Philadelphia and across the country uh, for a, a long time. Let me just say that respectfully. And I appreciate uh, the work that he's done. He's been as an example uh, for me here at Voice America Sports. Henry, let me talk to you a little bit about the acquisition. Is, is it uh, signed, sealed, and done? Uh, Jeff Garcia is now there in Philadelphia? He probably is just finishing up at uh, Paoli Memorial, which you know what that is. Exactly. And he will be putting his name on the paper probably right about now. That generally happens about 4, 4.30 our time. Okay, now. Yes, he is signed, sealed, and delivered. And I, can I give you a couple of notes on the Eagles? which may not have hit the wire out there. Please do that. Today. That's why we got you here, Henry. We want to get that inside information. <laughs> Thank you, and thanks for the compliment. Uh, first of all, this morning they announced that um, Sean Andrews has been placed on IR because of his back, so he is done for the year. About an hour ago, they added Michael Vick to the, act, uh, to the active 53-man roster, even though he cannot play on Sunday, and they released... Uh, wide receiver, uh, Hank Basket. Now, um, I did happen to uh, see something or hear something. Maybe somebody sent me a text or something about about the uh, uh, Michael Vick. Now, we, we anticipated after we found out that Donovan was hurt and there was a possibility that he would not be available for this game this weekend, we anticipated the fact that they would move Michael up on the roster because now doing that, that allows him to practice with right. the team. Am I right? That is correct. Okay. And so in, in, in preparation of getting him more game ready, at least mentally, because there's a difference in being in the film room and watching film, as opposed to going out on the practice field and, and having the ability to run through those plays, you know, with, with the team. Yes. Uh, this will, uh, of course, help him uh, to get a, a better feel for it. Now, in the event that Donovan doesn't play next week, am I right to say that Michael can play the third? He can play the third game? He has to yes, sit out that. He can play, he can play third that third game. All right. And uh, I think you're probably doing a backdoor Answer to a question, uh, backdoor question. Mm-hmm. Can Kevin Cobb do the job? To be honest with you, I don't think so. Yeah, and I and, and I would just think. Now, I believe that AJ Philly was let go, right? Yeah, he just signed with North Carolina last night. Yeah, but he was let, he was he was brought back, then he was let go. So right. so so we brought him back and we let him go. So. I mean, our belief in A.J. Philly must not have been that good, I guess. I mean, look at it like this way. Let's say if we start, you know, Kevin was to start, Kevin went down, you know, A.J. would have been there. Right. And I guess they didn't want to go that route. So I guess in terms of who's going to start, should we assume that Kevin gets in there and it's his job until Donovan gets back? Or that was the announcement at the press conference yesterday. That but. was the announcement. Now, now. If you're Kevin and they bring back, they had A.J. Feely there, and they bring back Jeff Garcia, are you feeling comfortable? All right, I'm going to throw a stat at you, and I'm going to let you make your own conclusions. In the games that he has, he has played in, in mop roles, what have you, he's 24 for 45. 
Well, I, and and I agree. I I, I agree, with, and that's why I wanted to ask. I wanted to hear from somebody who who sees it a lot closer than I do, right there in the city, and can actually feel it. And and uh, and if I am, you know, people were concerned about Donovan McNabb worried about the fact that Michael Vick would be there. Now I said this before this happened, but and I don't know how it how this where this ever came from but historically i guess if something happens to somebody then i guess you 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 become one of these people that they they attach this uh stigma to you of being injury prone i I happen to play a football career myself where i was always banged up i never missed a game Uh, i take that back i did in college but most of the time i was there i was able to play but everybody's hurt all the time. I tell people this: everything hurts. Everybody Somebody, hurts on Monday right, so night. Everybody's always hurt, but it's injuries and that that prevent you from playing. I mean, serious injuries. And Donovan has been known to have these serious well, injuries. I'll, and so I'll we, give you an insight to that. All right. Now I don't know. Again, we, because we're thirty four hundred miles apart, I don't know all that you get. You know, out there in the newspaper, Donovan was was the man that went into Joe Banner, Jeffrey Lurie. Andy Reid, Tom Heckert, and lobbied to bring Michael Vick to Philadelphia. Well, we got that. And let me say this, though, Henry. Here's what I, I, as far as that's concerned, and people who were concerned about it, obviously those were people on the outside that they were just, it was their own opinion that Donovan McNabb would not be happy with Michael Vick being there because at some point in time the fickle fans of Philadelphia would be screaming for Michael Vick to take Donovan's job. But on the other hand, I think Donovan might have been thinking in the back of his mind, you know, there is a chance that I could go down and I could get hurt. And if I go down and I get hurt, I'd much rather have Michael here who probably could handle the ship until I get back, and then we can still make it. I think Donovan definitely wants to win the Super Bowl, so he doesn't care who's in there until he gets back. And And that's the point I wanted to make about this whole thing about Jeff Garcia. I mean, was the reason why they decided to bring Garcia back and let A.J. go is because they wanted, in case that Kevin couldn't do the job, they were going to pull him and put Garcia in. And they didn't feel A.J. would be much better than, than Kevin was. I'm thinking a couple of things. A, in the conference call, I mean, this all went down, this whole signing went down in about an hour last night. Um, when they got a hold of uh, a, uh Jeff Garcia, in his, he was on the way to make a promo for Monday Night Football. Got him in his limousine, told him he'd been signed. He had to rush home, and he did a conference call with us. And one of the first things that he said was, the first thing when I got the call, I called Donovan and told him that I'm coming to help you win a Super Bowl. I like that. I like that. I, I, that's what I believe. I believe that Jeff Garcia is hungry. I believe that Donovan is hungry. You, you just reach a point in your career where the most important thing to you is to win a Super Bowl. I mean, I mean, there, 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 there was a game last night, uh, and 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 I watched it. And, and you know, think you think about it. You know, it, are the are the Chargers hungry for a Super Bowl? Was it their will to try to win a Super Bowl as to why they were able to come back and beat the Raiders? But going back to the Eagles, I think that Donovan. That's where he is in terms of his maturity as Absolutely. a player. I think that's yeah. where he is. That's why it didn't bother him to bring Michael Vick to his team. That's why uh, I think Garcia, who is the same kind of person that Donovan is, extremely passionate and willing to do whatever it takes to win, I think he 
understood that that's why Donovan wanted Michael on that team is because he wanted to win the Super Bowl as well. And so they, I, I think that's going to connect them to the hip. They will not have a problem with who's in there. We're going to be there. We're going to support you. I mean, I saw something here in Arizona since I've been in Arizona. And I just, a couple years ago when I first got here, when Matt Liner was not in the game and Kurt Warner had won the job through a competition, I didn't feel that Matt participated the way a backup quarterback should when he wasn't in the game. It just didn't seem like he was in the game and he was that supportive. Now, I could be wrong because I'm on the outside looking in, but I've been there, so I know what it looks like when you see it. Well, as I talked to her earlier about, Donovan is the one that went to management and said, bring this guy here, all right? Now, would you like to have been on the – and I'm sure that Andy, Heckert, Banner, and Lurie already said, why? I mean, he didn't walk in and said, bring him in here and walk out of the office. Agreed? I agree with you. Okay. Now, I'm sure they had long discussions. And A, I think that Donovan probably was very coach-speak when he said, I don't think um, Kevin Cobb is really ready to be a National Football League quarterback. I'm also thinking that there probably was uh, A.J. Feely feeling, I'm at maybe at the end of my career and I'm not getting paying time and I'm the number three guy. Is this the place for me? which probably came out in those meetings. Now, when Donovan went down, and when Banner and Eckert and Andy and Jeff Lurie sat down yesterday afternoon after they got all the medical reports in, they said, who can come in here and not cause a problem in our locker room? And they made the decision because Jeff Garcia took them to a championship game. He's a good guy. He's a nice guy and a good teammate. They said, we will go with Jeff Garcia. And that's when they made the phone call. Yeah, I think I think I think I agree with you. I think they went. I think this is the type of organization that it is a, a committee that gets together and they talk about it and they respect everybody's opinion. I think at the end of the day, it's Andy's choice. And I think that they made what the choice was best and what is best for this football team. Uh, going forward, so uh, I just—it's a very classy organization there in Philadelphia. Uh, of course, they're starving for a Super Bowl champion. Uh, they've been there, but you know, but haven't had the chance to win it. And I think everybody's on the same page now to do everything they can to win this thing. Let me ask you about Westbrook. How, how's he feeling this week? Is he, did he get he any played, bumps and bruises? He, he played for the most part in the first half. I think he had twenty-seven snaps, if my memory serves me correctly. But his backup, and this kid you're going to hear, barring injury, this kid you're going to hear from for a long time. His name is LaShawn McCoy. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's as talented as Brian Westbrook. He's a great kid, and he is poetry in motion with the football. That's what Brian is. That's exactly what Brian is. So when you say he's a, he's of that pedigree, and we were talking about somebody else being a pedigree, the DB that you mentioned earlier, uh, being of that pedigree of, of, of Dre and, and Wes. Uh, he's going to get Dol- a new nickname, hurting people. <laughs> well, that, that sounds like, listen, if you've got those kind of young guys on the offensive side of the ball and the defensive side of the ball, the Philadelphia Eagles are doing the right thing to position themselves to stay competitive for a long time because, you know, in the NFC East, you've got to be able to run the ball. And if Brian can, uh, uh, you know, can run the ball for a while and then somebody else can come in with a change of pace, 
but not really a change of pace, but almost the same running style and be able to, you know, to move the ball up the field and score touchdowns, that's going to be explosive offense. Listen, we got music, so don't go anywhere, Henry. We're going to come back on the other side of this break. You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice of America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. Yeah, we're going to take a break. We'll be back, though. to the pros we, we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports so andy serling packed his bags left the city and is enjoying his temporary digs in saratoga but that won't stop us from bringing you playing to win the best online handicapping show for serious horse players catch andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of august on location from the beautiful saratoga race course he and his guests are some of the best in the biz they bring you new insights to making money and they tell it like it is i'm three five one in this race but the three is very much the one to be we're going to completely disagree on this race i absolutely despise her especially at one to two and it's anything but the same old horse racing show this is a nine horse field but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras playing to win with andy serling a show seriously committed to making more money at the game but with a personality this is a dunce cap horse for me if this horse wins next week i got the dunce cap on you bet.com's playing to win presented by the daily racing form look for it the day before big race days mostly fridays find a complete schedule in the daily racing form or click on playing to win at youbet.com. Joe Cribbs, No Average Joe, is here for you, the fan, to hear about and discuss the week's top stories in the world of sports. We'll discuss not only the headliners, but you'll hear some of the smaller stories that don't usually make it on the sports wires today. It's a forum for the sports fan, hosted by Joe Cribbs, a three-time pro bowler with the Buffalo Bills. Joe is a 10-year pro football veteran, a former Southeastern Conference most valuable player, and a member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Discuss the topics with Joe Cribbs, No Average Joe, Mondays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Network. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. I've got Henry Clay, uh, beat right there in the city of brotherly love, covering the Philadelphia Eagles, the NFC East, and the entire NFL. Uh, Henry talked about some pedigree of a couple guys, the Philadelphia Eagles on the offensive side of the ball and the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, but, uh, let me just let me just change subject a little bit. Last night I saw some pre- pedigree of which if they could bottle that up and sell that. Uh, what Richard Seymour was able to show on the field last night. Uh, I, you know, when I saw him, he played extremely well. But I thought there was 
a display of I'm playing because I have to. I'm going to show you how good I am. But I didn't see the emotion. Richard has played with a little bit more emotion last night. I think he played last night with a chip on his shoulder. I think he still wanted to be there in New England with the Patriots. What, what did you did you see the game last night? No, I did not. Yeah, he 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 played extremely well. But I, I thought there was, uh, you know, when, whenever he did something, you know, his team was there to congratulate him. But but he showed very little emotion, and I think he, I don't think he's a real happy camper. Well, that, there's there's some problems up there. Yeah, I don't I, I don't think he was really happy with that and to to be out of uh, New England. But there was some there was some good football last night, and uh, I know um, New England got down real early. I uh, got down late real early and well, came back and won. Yeah, you're right about that. And and I'll, I'll tell you what, uh, you, you just got to give Belichick credit. I mean, we you know you can call it a spy cam or whatever you want to call it, but the man is a perfectionist. He 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 knows talent. He he goes out. He gets it. He puts it on his team. He puts you in a position where we're going to utilize your strength. Uh, we're we're not going to put you uh, on an island. I don't care if the island is at guard or at center, at wide receiver or at corner. He's going to make sure that he surrounds all his players so that they support each other. There is a supporting cast. And and for the life of me, I, if I'd have went in, if I'd have went into that game last night with an open mind of what I would have saw from the New England Patriots yesterday, I would have not gone in thinking that Tom Brady was going to be throwing the ball as many times as he did last night. For for whatever the reason is, I just thought that he would go in and try to protect uh, Tom and not that uh, Tom would throw the ball 53 times. Well, one, I think the Buffalo secondary is a little suspect, but the Eagles have get, have uh, acquired from the uh, New England Patriots two marquee players, Asante Samuel and Ellis Hobbs in the draft this year. So they're bringing the uh, Bill Bell, uh, the uh, his um, you know his pedigree to Philadelphia. Well, his That's pedigree help us. his pedigree is spread throughout the league now. I mean, they're, they're, they're the team of which uh, years ago you know was in the Super Bowl and lost. There's quite a few of those guys, either whether it's retirement or whether it's uh, you know free agency or or whatever it is. They're just they're just not there. But this team. Uh, is still a very good, a very competitive football team. And even though, uh, you know, Buffalo's secondary might have been uh, suspect, uh, I would still think that going into yesterday's game, it would have been important for him, you know, knowing that Tom's arm is fine. Uh, you know, I, I'm a little concerned about his mobility. But, again, if I'm if I'm Buffalo, and I think they tried to put some pressure on him, but I felt this way in the preseason when the Eagles played against New England. I thought that there was a professional courtesy that perhaps maybe that was between the two owners, you know, Kraft and Lori got together and said, hey, listen, don't bring the house and take Tom out. You know, we need him for the regular season. I would have brought the house. I would have brought the kitchen sink every time, (laughs) you know, to to, to blitz Tom Brady last night. Forget the fact that, okay, the corners may be on an island by themselves one-on-one. I'm just going to put pressure on him. He's got to be uncomfortable. He hasn't played a you know a big boy ball in a long time where it really counted. And let's just bring the heat on this guy. And I would have just kept bringing it and just made them beat us that way and not sit back there. I mean, he sat back there, and, you know, you and I could have thrown a couple of those passes. He has so much time. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, a couple of notes on the Eagles. 
uh, when you were living in Philadelphia and reading the newspaper every day, everybody was um, uh, writing in the papers, how come the Eagles don't have a fullback? Well, they went out and signed one of the premier fullbacks, Leonard Weaver out of Seattle. Yeah, well, you know what? Part of the reason why everybody was concerned about us having a fullback is because there were a number of times where, you know, Philadelphia has been known that it's been third and two or third and one. You know, right. you know, back in the day, third and two, I mean, even third and three was still a running down. Now in the NFL, and you've got some of the biggest, I mean, the Raiders used to be notorious for known, notoriously known to have an offensive line that just looked like these are not human beings. These were people that were made somewhere in the laboratory. But nowadays, just about every offensive line looks like that. And for the life of me, I don't know why it's third and two, and you're passing the ball. Why does third and two become a passing situation when you got almost 350-pound offensive linemen? But that's what the Eagles could never do. They could never grind it out. The past, I'm gonna say, the past ten years, they weren't. Andy Reid's generation is not grinding it out. That a third and two, you know, we're gonna take it right to you, you know, mano on mano, bam, and we're gonna get it like that. They, they haven't done that in the past, and like you're saying now do. things have changed. Like the Giants do. Like the Giants do, right? But Brandon Jacobs, I mean, you got another offensive lineman in the backfield running the ball, and we, we that hasn't been, that's never been. The Eagles style. I mean, uh, Henry, you've been covering the Eagles a long time. When have we ever had a big, strong punishing back like that? We tried no. to get that. Uh, there was an attempt with Michael Haddix, you know, right. uh, you know, and then Hubie Oliver was the fullback from Arizona. He, you know, too. But and Leroy Harris, you know, during that Super Bowl run there. But I don't think we ever really had one that we could really count on every down. They were going to get that uh, third and short. Like San Francisco had. Yeah, a number of people have had. I mean, in the NFC East, I mean, you, you think about it. You know, John Riggins is in the Hall of Fame from, for busting it. You know, you thought he was going two yards, and he was going, you know, 62 yards. You know, well, you, were, you were playing when he were – you, didn't you face him? Oh, yeah, I went against Big John quite a few times. <laughs> so you can tell us all – how many times did he plant you in the AstroTurf? Well, I'm going to tell you what. That, that's one thing about John. John ran the ball hard all the time. He gave you everything he had – all the time. And, you know, I was fortunate. And I like to tell people, uh, Henry, I was a little blessed there. I don't, I don't find myself on too, victimized on too many highlight films because uh, uh, I saw a guy on TV this weekend reminded me of what I, when I wanted to play football, what I tried to emulate. And that's Jack Tatum. You know, so I, I tried to bring that heat whenever we could. So myself and Wes Hopkins, whenever John came around the corner, came up, to, we were trying to do everything we could to take him out. Now, he, you know, he won a few battles, no doubt about it. But I'll, I'll tell you what, in those days, uh, that was truly the black and blue division. And the Eagles, the Redskins, the Giants, the Cowboys, and even the St. Louis Cardinals at that time. Yes. Uh, O.J. Anderson. O.J. would bring that heat, too. So they had those big, strong backs. And they kind of got, with the exception of uh, the Giants continue to stay along that path, uh, you know, the rest of the guys don't have that real big, strong guy. Portis is, you know, Portis is strong, but he's not real big. I'll talk about a St. Louis Cardinals game you might remember. Go right ahead. Uh, Armed Forces Day, and the, uh, this is when the vet had 72,000 people. Uh, the Cardinals got, uh, got down 28-7. Uh, to 7. And Jim Ray Hart came in, 
You guys lost 31-28. You remember that game? Well, uh, I think that might have been before my time. I, my rookie year there was 81. No, this was before your time. Yeah, that was. And uh, in, in 81, we came in. There was, a, uh, uh, I believe, a heart there. But uh, he, he wasn't doing as well, and he was on his way out. Yeah, he was on his way down. He was on, he his, was... Way, he was on his way down at, at, at that particular time. But I... I, uh, I I was shell shocked last week here in the studios. Uh, Mark McMillan, hard hitting radio. He and Byron Evans uh, bought in a nemesis of mine, Roy Green. And you might oh, remember <laughs> you might remember Roy Green from his days. Uh, when, yes, uh, I do. That's the reason I have very little hair on top. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Roy could. Uh, uh, Roy was one of those guys, uh, you know, who obviously played both ways back in the day. But they realized hey, this guy's much more valuable to us if we keep him on the offensive. Uh, side of the ball, and and they did that. But uh, let let me get back to some of the things that are happening today. And we're going, of course, going to have to take a break here when we get that music again, Henry. But uh, you know, we talked about you know some of the guys that that were playing extremely well. Uh, but I, I I look at those Pittsburgh Steelers, and they played, of course, a little earlier in the week that Thursday night. But I'm not sure they won't find themselves in the Super Bowl again. The Pittsburgh Steelers looked very good to me. Did you did you see them? What did you think uh, about them? Yes, I did. They uh, some of the guys in those uh, the talking heads in those pregame shows were saying yesterday that um, ah Pittsburgh, you know, they had a few things here. Well, first of all, guys, this is game one of the season, and we don't know how many uh, how much of the preseason Tomlin let them playing. But, yeah, they're going to be very good. New England is going to be very good. Uh, San Diego is going to be very good. And uh, it's early. And guys may not have, uh, you know, have all, have all of their uh, moves and what have you ready for game one. But they're it's a great football team. They've done it before. They know how to do it just as New England does. And uh, do you know who Jimmy Johnson picked to win? The Super Bowl yesterday. Tell me, Jimmy picks the Steelers, right? No. Who did he pick? Philadelphia Eagles. Hmm. That's that's very interesting. And I respect I I respect Jimmy because I, I think Jimmy obviously you know the man knows his football. Yes. Uh, but I think he he picks from his his research and his study, and and it's not an emotional pick because if it was, it certainly wouldn't be the Eagles. And so if he feels that good about the Eagles, and some other people have said that the Eagles could end up there. but um, This is a mighty good football team, my friend. It is, but I can tell you this. Even though we anticipated Donovan might not make it through the entire season, I don't think we thought that Donovan would get hurt in the first game. That's the only thing that scares me about them coming out of that NFC East and making it to the Super Bowl is because if Donovan was going to get hurt, I think we'd prefer that he got hurt at a you know the latter part of the season, yeah. or in the middle of the season, as opposed to at the beginning, because you need time to gel as an offensive unit. And I got that music, Henry. I got to take a break. We're going to finish on the other side of this break. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. I'll be right back. Man, I've been waiting all night now. That's how long I've been on ya. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need a bitch's ass and then move on. 
I just, I just think that the coach made a mistake. All crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. We some hard hitters. We some hard hitters. Hard hitting radio is a new kind of sports and entertainment show. Your hosts are NFL veterans Mark McMillan and co-host Byron Evans. It's an hour of hater-free radio every week. You'll hear interviews with top athletes, celebrities, coaches, and fans. It's humor, hits, and conversation. Hard hitting radio is on with McMillan and Evans. Listen Fridays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Network. Hey, football fans, are you ready for an intelligent discussion about the Buffalo Bills and the National Football League? Are you tired of listening to talk show hosts that have never played football? Instead of answering your questions, they prefer to listen to themselves. And when they don't like what you're saying, they just cut you off. Well, that won't happen on the Jeff Nixon Sports Report. Keep it clean, stay relatively calm and rational, and the discussion will flow well. Join Jeff Nixon Monday afternoons at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Network. Joe Cribbs, No Average Joe, is here for you, the fan, to hear about and discuss the week's top stories in the world of sports. We'll discuss not only the headliners, but you'll hear some of the smaller stories that don't usually make it on the sports wires today. It's a forum for the sports fan, hosted by Joe Cribbs, a three-time pro bowler with the Buffalo Bills. Joe is a 10-year pro football veteran, a former Southeastern Conference Most Valuable Player, and a member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Discuss the topics with Joe Cribbs, No Average Joe, Mondays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Network. to the pros we, we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports okay we're back we're with some real sports on the voice america network I'm in Phoenix living like it matters. I got to give, I got to give a shout out to my homeboy Josh McDaniels. I, I never thought I'd ever shout out to Denver Broncos, but Josh of course is from my hometown. Play ball there at Kent McKinley High School and uh I'm just proud of him and celebrating his first win. It, when it's all said and done, you don't care how you get the W. You just want to get the W and that was, you know, other than the drive itself and I guess the fumble, that was a pretty spectacular um you know, win for the Denver Broncos, and I'm I'm sure, you know, all those people there are, are celebrating that. But uh, let me just, uh, if we can, Henry, what I want to do is I I, I want to go through, you know, some of these games this weekend. Oh, yeah, and, I've got my list right in front of me. Okay, and I, I'm just going to start at the top of my list that I have, and Houston at Tennessee. Now Tennessee could have uh, very easily won that game against Pittsburgh, and and oh, and Tennessee. Tennessee. And I've always I've had Jeff. I've had Jeff Fisher in the hot seat for the longest because Jeff is the longest tenured coach in the league, and he hasn't gotten back and won that Super Bowl yet. And they're, they continue to be patient with him. I mean, he's, he, I, I guess they love him down there in Tennessee, but they're going in to play 
I think it's at Tennessee, so the Texans are going to come Tennessee, in there. Yes. Yeah, and I, and I think I, I think that's that's Tennessee's ball game. There's no doubt in my mind that that's Tennessee's ball game. What I do you agree. think about that? You agree with me on that one? Yes, we agree. Okay, well then, there's no sense to spend a lot of time on that. Okay, now New Orleans is coming into Philadelphia. Now, if Donovan McNabb is quarterbacking this game, there's no doubt in my mind. For me, this is a win. You know, but Drew Brees had right. He Drew Brees had a hell of a performance, and now they come into Philadelphia minus a Donovan McNabb. I'm not so sure. I, I, I'm on the fence with this one. What do you think about it? All right. I, um, I right now, <clears throat> I'm going to go. In, I'm going to say Donovan McNabb probably can't go. I'm going to go with New England. I mean New Orleans. And and it's because. I mean, it's a Philadelphia Eagles minus Donovan McNabb. Am I right? Yes. I mean, and, and let's Donovan McNabb were healthy. Okay. He and Drew Bees could, you know, exchange touchdown passes all afternoon, and we'd have a sixty to fifty-seven game or something. Yeah, and I, I think what's going to happen now. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm not going to be a homer, but what I am going to say is Andy Reid, like the, all the rest of us, saw the performance of Drew Brees. And he is not going to let Drew sit back there and just pick his defense apart. I think that Andy, who's been known to have a defense, you know, uh, well, that'll I bring think, the heat. I, I, I think interject gonna, something. Sure, right ahead. Um, as you know, defensive coordinator Jim Johnson passed away. God rest uh, his soul. That's right. We yep. All right. Now, Sean McDermott, who was his understudy. His protege. That's right. Okay. He had a, uh, he had a game plan yesterday going into Carolina. That uh, Jake Malone will be sleeping, not sleeping about it five years from now. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'll tell you what, Jake Malone is. Well, the Eagles have have done a few things to, uh, you know, derail his 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 uh, his career. You know, they've had some good games against him in the past. Right. And so uh, it shouldn't have surprised him when he was playing the Eagles. I mean, I'm sure he was probably having nightmares, and you know, uh, he had a nightmare. He lived one of those nightmares. I have turnovers. A lot of turn. You're exactly right. A lot of turnovers. turnovers. Three of them led to touchdowns. That's right. That's exactly right. Well, let's move on now. We got Arizona and, and Jacksonville, and you got Arizona going to Jacksonville. Of course, here you go again. You know, traveling across country uh, doesn't seem to work for the teams. Whether they go east to west or west to east, either way, it just. Uh, I'm going with the team that plays its home games in University of Phoenix Stadium. Well, they're but they're traveling. They're traveling to. I'm going to stay with the team that plays their home <laughs> games in the University of Phoenix Stadium. Hey, next let me say game. this, Henry. If, if they win this game, there was a young man again, not being a homer, but there was a young man that showed me some tremendous promise after he came in and got over his, his uh, let's say his, uh, his nervous jitters of his first opening day, and that was Beanie Wells. The first play he got in the game, he ran. He forgot his play. He ran the wrong play, ran the wrong way. Kurt Warner gave him a look that if it could kill, he would have killed him. He didn't get back in the game until second half, and he proved to everybody, like he did the first time he played in preseason, why they drafted him. I think that they're going to try to go out and establish their running game, and I think the Arizona Cardinals will win Jacksonville. Okay, you got Oakland at Kansas City. With the way Oakland looked the other day, now Kansas City looked good too. I mean, in terms of putting some points up there, they got that offensive coordinator from uh, here in Arizona. Uh, but there was something about the Raiders, and, and I think that the Raiders are going to, uh, you know, su- surprise some people. Kansas City. You're going with Kansas City. Okay. Uh, let's look at Cincinnati 
at Green Bay. Green Bay, I, I, I'm, I'm just going to say, I, I'm going with Green Bay on that one. I mean, that's, to me, we're both, if we both are wrong, to me, that's a no-brainer. Yeah. Okay. Now, now, here's another one. Here's another one that would seem like a no-brainer. You got Minnesota and Adrian Peterson. I don't even know who their quarterback is. <laughs> Joe yeah, I know some guy that wears number four, something, I think. Yeah. Uh, going into Detroit. Now, you, you got Matthew Stafford making his first you know, game. Number four. <laughs> Inside there. Number four. Number four. Number four. Number four. Okay. I'll go with <laughs> number four. I'll, I'll go with number four with you on that one, too. Now, that's, now here's St. Louis. St. Louis is at Washington. Now, Redskins. The Redskins have to win. Else, my man back there throwing that ball. I don't, I don't, I don't know how long they're going to stand for that. So, uh, for the simple reason that it's such a difficult place to play. Which you know, well, you were, you were out of the league when they moved into the new building. But it's always tough to play in Washington. Yes. Always, yes. always. Yes. I don't care where they play. They, as long as that stadium is still a part of the, the Redskins tradition, it's going to be hard to play there. So I, I'm, I'm with you. The place is gonna... just bigger, prettier, but it's just, it's, and it has, you know, uh, it has a new type of grass. Hey, but it's still, but it's it's still, it's still a hundred where you know too well. But it's still a hundred by fifty-three, and as long as it's a hundred by fifty-three, I think that the Washington Redskins, if the, if the Cardinals are coming, I mean the St. Louis Rams are coming there, they can forget about it. Now let's look at New England, New England and the Jets. Wow, that that's got to be the game of the week. Is that the game of the week for that's you? Game of the week, and. Uh, are the Jets an uh, improved football team? Absolutely are. Do they have Rex Ryan, who you know his dad very well? But New England is New England is New England is New England. And here's what I'm going to say. I'm glad you said that, but I, I tell you what. If Buddy is not on the payroll this week, I'll be surprised. Because I am telling you, Buddy is going to be there, set his son down, and they're going to bring the house every play. Yep. He gonna bring. He might. Mike Singletary might not be able to make his game because he, <laughs> he'll be dressed up and he'll be going after Tom Brady. I am telling you that Buddy is going to find his way down there, sit with his son, and give him every blitz package he ever came with. I'm gonna pick the Jets on that one. I'm just gonna go with that one. Okay, I, I, all I, right. I got a feel. Okay, let's go. Let's go. Carolina at Atlanta. Atlanta. Okay, I, I can see where you say that. Atlanta, Atlanta, there's no sophomore jinx there. Atlanta looks good. Atlanta's a good football team. Atlanta's they a are. good football team. Now, now here's a good one. Uh, uh, Tampa Bay and Buffalo. A good one, I say, because I think both of those guys, you know, could have won their games. It was very disappointing to them. I think they play a good game against each other. But I think Buffalo comes out on top. I agree. I, uh, we, we're agreeing on everything so far except the Jets. I think for Tampa Bay to go up there, and we all have gone up there, it is September. No, they won't get a blizzard, but they can get a he heavy rains and what have you. And uh, I think the weather could be a factor. I don't, and I don't know. It's they got some good, and, I, and I like the receivers in Buffalo. I do like the receivers. That's yeah, not, well, they got one guy up there that I think knows how to catch football. Well, we know that. <laughs> Now let's go to the I next. I think he we even got, stopped in Philadelphia for a cup of coffee. There you go. We we got we got two teams that they scare me in this division out here that we participate in in Arizona. Oh man, you got San Francisco and Seattle, and I I'm not sure that that can be that can go either way as well. I'm gonna go through this real fast. I'm gonna go ahead and pick 
Uh, I want to pick Seattle on that one. You got Baltimore at San Diego. Man, I'm gonna go. go with uh, I'm gonna go with Baltimore uh, on that one. You got Pittsburgh at Chicago. Of course, I'm going with Pittsburgh. With Pittsburgh you got Cleveland at Denver. I'm gonna be a homer, and I'm just gonna pick the Browns. You got the Giants at uh, Dallas. Wait a minute. Whoa, 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 whoa! Wait a minute. <laughs> uh, Cleveland at Denver. You yeah, I'm just gonna be a homer on that one. You know on how that, that is. Hey, you know what? We gotta end this show. Last. I'm going to pick the Giants to beat the Cowboys. And then on Monday night, you got Indiana and Miami. Of course, I'm going with the coach. You've been listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I want to thank my guest, Henry Clay, as always. Great insight. Guys, I got to say this. It's time for me to go. So I'll see you next time, which will be the best time. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.